Alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody's all day talks facts right here once again I'm gonna spit some facts once again like always Hope you guys are having a good day today. I'm sorry my episode didn't come out uh, Excuse me any earlier because it was raining outside before and I was out for my walk so Came back home Took a shower and just had dinner so now It's time to do a Monday Night Raw review Right now the weather outside it's not even raining now it's like it was crazy they said supposed to rain all day today it just rained for a little while it's crazy crazy weather we're having um okay all right so Monday Night Raw started off with with Ric Flair Shawn Michaels Christian and the Big Show all four WWE legends two Hall of Famers and Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair two two-time Hall of Famers to be exact Ric Flair on his own and Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen and Shawn Michaels on his own and Shawn Michaels with D Generation X. We know eventually Christian's gonna get in the Hall of Fame, and we know Big Show will as well. But Big Show's not retired, yeah, we know Shawn and Flair are. And Christian, I feel like we're gonna see Christian have one more match in the future. Just in my opinion, I feel like that's what we're gonna, we're gonna see that. That's just how I feel. So they introduced Drew McIntyre, because you know all four of them. <clears throat> helped Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton in the ambulance match the night before at Clash of Champions. And that was pretty cool to see the moment with them right there. And Drew McIntyre sent the picture. Yeah, I'm going to put you over, man. It felt like they were kind of going a little off, like, the script right there, which I liked. Especially towards the end when Drew's, like, when they're all in, in the back playing poker, like, Drew's like, oh, don't, don't get drunk. Don't all get drunk right there. It was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, so right as Drew's talking, about, like, moving on, you see Randy Orton on the Tron, and he said, and he says, it's over when I say it's over. He says, you haven't been through hell, but you will soon enough. So we all know what that means, that hell in a cell, most likely, it's gonna be Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton again for the WWE title. I mean, it's gonna be the third pay-per-view in a row we're gonna see these two wrestle now. Well, not third pay-per-view in a row because there was payback after SummerSlam, but. You know, three times in a row the WWE Championship has been on pay-per-view with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. It's like, they can't find anybody else for Drew. They can't like, maybe throw, like, Cedric Alexander in a WWE title match. Or even maybe give Aleister Black a shot. Maybe do a triple threat. Drew McIntyre, Aleister Black, and Kevin Owens. It, it builds up Aleister Black and Kevin Owens' feud right there. Put him in the main title picture. Put Alexander in the match. Or Ricochet. <laughs> Or Mustafa Ali, I don't know, do something right there. Don't, just don't keep doing the same thing. It's like, again, they're doing this? That's what it seems like, you know. Most likely that's going to happen. It's like, uh, all right. Then we see Randy Orton leave the building, and that's when Drew says, you know, that he'll join them all later on in the back. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <sighs> Man, it's just, I just don't want to see the same match again. I feel like it's just, it's ridiculous. I feel like it's just really ridiculous to see the same match again. Three times in a row. Two times is fine. Three times? I mean, come on. Seriously? <sighs> Whatever. It is what it is. So next on Raw, we saw Raw Women's uh, rematch. Raw Women's Championship rematch for the night before. Asuka defeating Zelina Vega. Overall, I thought this match was good. I thought it was good. It was a good match, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I really wanted Zelina to win, but... It's just not her time, man. You know, I think it'd be too quick. She's just really getting into being a singles competitor in the WWE. 
And she did good against Asuka. She did good at Clash Champions, and she did good last night. She'll eventually become a champion down the line. She's very good. She's a very good talker. She's a good wrestler. She's improving every time. You know, hopefully, hopefully she becomes champion pretty soon. You know, and I thought it was a good match. It was a good match to start off right there, the first match of the night. And overall, I, I forgot to mention, I thought Raw was okay. I will say that, like, last week I said Raw was horrible, Dynamite was good, and SmackDown was good. Raw was okay. It was okay. I, would, I, would, I was going to say it was good, but we had some stupid finishes to a couple matches we'll talk about later on. If those matches didn't have those stupid finishes, I would definitely said Raw was good, but it was okay. And we'll see how Dynamite is tomorrow, and we'll see how SmackDown is on Friday. Um, but yeah, Oscar versus Lena Vega was a good match. I thought it was a good match to start off. And, uh, you know, Zelina took the wash right there fair and square. She didn't go after Oscar like she did at, at Clash of Champions after the match. So she handled it pretty well. But then we come back from commercial, Andrade's in the ring. And he's, like, ridiculing Zelina. Saying it's all about me. And, he, you know, he basically said that he's the star, not Zelina, not Garza. And talking about Garza's injury. So I feel like when Garza comes back from his injury, let's hope he's okay. They said it was a low bo- uh, lower body injury. So he might be out for a little while. I hope when he comes back, we'll get him and Andrade in a feud. So maybe Selena's going to turn good because Andrade was just ridiculing her. And Selena wasn't even saying anything. We know Andrade's not going to be the good guy. And they should never turn Andrade good because they brought him in to WWE as a good guy when it was Andrade, Sienna, Almas, and he had like the, the white hat and... Like, the, oh my god, what do you call that thing? Um, like, he had, like, the, the white... He had, he had white pants. There's, like, the white... Not a wife beater. You guys know what I'm talking about. When he made his debut against uh, Sean Spears, who was known as Ty Dillinger at the time. You know, I forget what you call it. Like, Velcro thing? Is that what you call it? Uh, it could be. But you, you guys know what I mean. They just keep Andrade as a heel. Because when they brought in Zelina Vega to be with Andrade, it turned around his career. It really did. But, um, and, and now we're seeing them break up right here three years later. It's, it's whatever. Eventually they were going to do that. So the next story after Andrade keeps on talking and going on, we see him say, you know, who wants to wrestle me? So the limitless one comes out. The limitless one, Keith Lee. Oh, bask in his glory. So we saw Keith Lee defeat Andrade. And overall, this match, some people were saying it was a squash match. I'm like, it really wasn't. Andrade got some offense in. It was, a, it was an okay match. It was actually, actually, no, it was a good match. I actually liked it. It was a good match. It was a big win for Keith Lee. You know, they might have him, like, in the mid-card for a little while. They had him in the main spotlight with McIntyre and Orton. You know, now they might just build him up slowly right here. You know, they wanted to see, like, how he does with McIntyre and Orton. He did pretty well. He had a good match with Andrade. People were saying it was a squash match. I'm like, it really wasn't. A squash match is like where the other opponent doesn't get any offense in at all. Andrade got some offense in. You know, it was a big win for Keith Lee. He just beat a former NXT champion slash United States champion. That's a big win right there. And I thought it was a good match. I don't know if people were complaining. Like, when we're going to start complaining now that Keith Lee's getting a win. It was not a squash match, though. A squash match is like two minutes. This match lasted about at least a few minutes. It wasn't two minutes where Andrade got no type of offense in. I mean, come on. Seriously? know what you're talking about. It was not a squash match, but big win for Keith Lee, though. Alright, the next uh, backstage. Uh, this is just, this is really stupid right here to talk about. We saw our truth backstage playing chess with, you know, little Jimmy. And then we saw 
one of, you know, quote unquote, the characters that was ninjas, you know, um, uh, give uh, our truth a piece of paper saying that Kiritazawa was eaten by a shark or Kiritazawa said <laughs> was eaten by a shark and everything and that Tazawa wanted R-Truth to have his black belt which was in the suitcase and then Tazawa comes from behind pins R-Truth for the 24-7 championship and then the quote-unquote ninja attacks Tazawa and it turned out it was Drew Gulak and he won the 24-7 championship and then our truth wins it back as he rolls up. Uh, he rolls up Gulak. I'm like, oh my god, this is so stupid now. It really is a shame for Gulak and Tazawa, because these guys were both on two or five lives. Tazawa was really good in the cruiserweight division, especially when he joined. Um, when he joined Titus Brand, he was good too, and he won the cruiserweight championship from Pac, who was known as a Neville at the time. And he, I mean, he lost it six days later, which was stupid. But, I mean, it was it was cool, though. He was good in the Cruiserweight division. Same for Drew Gulak, too. He was good in the Cruiserweight division. He was. Let's see. Did Gulak actually win the Cruiserweight title? I, I don't believe... Actually, did he win the Cruiserweight title? I have to check. I don't think he did. I don't, like, remember. Maybe I'm just forgetting. Maybe my memory... My memory's just bad on Gulak. And it's kind of sad, like, how Gulak went from wrestling... Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, competing for the 24-7 championship after he had re-signed. So, he actually, no, he did win the Cruiserweight championship. Okay, he did. I forgot when he... When did he win it? I, I like, forgot when he won it. Let's see. Let's see. I, I, like, forgot. Oh, he won it at Stomping Grounds last year. I, like, legit forgot about that pay-per-view. He beat... Who did he beat? I was on the preacher. He beat Tazawa and Tony Nese at the time was cruiserweight champion. Okay, now, now well, I don't like. I still don't like remember it though. I still remember it. Yeah, I forgot he was cruiserweight champion. So it's saying like these guys are both cruiserweight championship champions, have a good time with the cruiserweight championship, and then it's like now you're in the twenty four seven championship picture. Tazawa's got a stupid gimmick with you know ninjas, which is stupid, and Gulak went from just wrestling Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles be put in the 24-7 title picture. It's like, really? Uh, okay. It's, what the fuck? Like, seriously? Uh, okay. W- whatever, man. <clears throat> Alright, so next now we get to another stupid segment. King's Court. Uh, with Jerry, the King Lawler hosting, hosting it with the Mysterio family. This was just stupid. This was really stupid. You know, Ray, you know, apologizing to Aaliyah for what he said. And then Aaliyah, you know, saying, you know, she's a 19-year-old. But, you know, he's looking out for herself. He doesn't need her parents looking out for her. And then we see Seth Rollins on the Tron. And we know before the whole segment, Seth Rollins and Murphy were backstage. And Murphy accidentally left his phone behind. And Seth Rollins took it. And then he posted uh, DMs of Aaliyah Mysterio and Murphy. And I can actually read you the message where it said, like, Murphy says, Hey, I just wanted to apologize again. Aaliyah says, thank you. And Murphy says, I hope you're doing okay. And Aaliyah says, I'm fine. It's just been a lot. And Murphy says, I get it. But if you want to talk about it, I'm here. And then Aaliyah says, I might take, I might just take you up on that offer. By the way, happy birthday. It was Murphy's birthday a few days ago. So a belated happy birthday to Murphy. And it, it was just like Ray was getting pissed off at Aaliyah. And then Aaliyah walked away. Saying, you know, it's not what you think. Murphy's not like Seth. Well, Murphy is like Seth because he 
tried to hurt Humberto Carrillo, you know, I as well. So, he is kind of like Seth, but he's 50-50 is what I'm trying to say. And then backstage, we see Murphy grab Seth. I'm like, I really want to see these two wrestle already, Murphy and Seth. Like, I think what they're going to do is, like, Murphy's going to really convince the Mysterio family. He's going to, like, really, like, apologize for what he did. And he's going to try to, like, convince them, saying, you can trust me. I want to take out Seth. Let me do it. Let me take out Seth because this is my fight right now. You guys did all you could. Now it's my turn. I'm going to take him out. And we'll all take him out together after the match. You could do something like that right there, but... <sighs> this storyline has been dragging along for five months now. I think they should have just ended it. They should have just ended it at um, SummerSlam when Seth won, when he beat Dominic Mysterio. That should have been it. Feud's over. Dominic moves on to bigger things. Same with Ray. I feel like that's just dumb. And then we saw backstage Dominic beat up Murphy and leads to a match. Later on, we'll get to that. And it's just it's just getting stupid now. It keeps dragging on and on and on. It's like, alright, you know, you can end the feud now. Now it's just getting stupid now. Especially getting Ray's daughter involved. Now it's just dumb. Now, now it's just getting stupid. It's already been stupid, but now it's just getting really stupid. <sighs> okay. So next we saw a women's tag team match. Between uh, Lana and Natalia facing new Raw stars, uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, and like before the match, you know Natalia and Lana were talking about they deserve to be the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I'm like, oh my god, can these two just go away? Can Natalia retire and just WWE like release Lana, please? But don't go to AEW. Stay away from AEW, Lana. Please stay the hell away. Okay, Jesus Christ. You don't need no more stupid storylines, please. Just, oh my God. And they're so bad. Like, Lana was so much better when she when she uh, had the Russian accent. She was so much better then. And Natalia's always been cringy. Always has been. I never liked her, to be honest. Never really have. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not going to hold you guys. I never liked Natalia. Just never have. You know... You know, sometimes she has good matches, but overall her character's annoying. You know, she's always been like the same character in a way. Even when she's a even when she's a babyface, she's still annoying. Like just the way she talks, like her voice is annoying. It's like okay, just just wrestle. Just wrestle, please. Thank you. <sighs> it is what it is. But um Mandy Mandy and uh, Dana got the win and they said later on in the show that they're coming after the women's tag team champions. They said they're going to wait until the Riot Squad gets their opportunity, and they're going to come after them. So, you know what? This is actually kind of good, because i, I got to be honest with you. I think Dana Brooke is one of the most underrated women wrestlers in the WWE. She seriously is. It's really a shame she hasn't really gotten an opportunity at any of the titles. It's just a shame. It really is, because I think she's very underrated. And Mandy Rose, she really improved in the ring on Raw last night. I thought she did pretty good. I was like, okay, she wrestled pretty good. You know, she has been kind of green for the last couple of years, but overall, recently she's improved. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's see how let's see how she continues to do. All right, so next right here we got to a uh, a match that was really good but had a stupid ending. We had Alistair Black versus Kevin Owens, and Alistair Black now has a new theme song, which I was like, why would they change up his theme song for? I loved his theme song that he currently had from NXT to the main roster. They really had to change that up right there. I get they're trying to change up his gimmick. He's not a good guy anymore. But you can still use that theme song and gimmick even if he's a bad guy. You seriously can, you know. 
You don't have to change his theme song for God's sakes. Like seriously. I was pissed right there. I was like pissed when they changed his theme song last night. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, wh why? Just why? Why would you do that for? Seriously, that that was really just stupid. I don't really like his new theme song. I'm being completely honest. I mean, some people like it, but I'm kind of like, nah, I don't like it too much. I'm not too fond of it, to be honest. That's just all I'm going to say. But overall, this was a really good match on Raw between KO and Alistair. It was a really good match. I seriously enjoyed it. It was really, really good. But then Alistair wound up getting disqualified because he accidentally hit the ref in the chest. Or in the stomach. His stomach area accidentally hit him there. And the referee ran for the, uh, rang for the bell. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, seriously? That's how you end a really good match? Well, it's, t it's WWE. What, what the fuck? But still, like, really? It's such a great match right here. Alistair Black could have got a huge win over Kevin Owens. You're just continuing to bury the guy more because he lost by disqualification. You're continuing to bury and bury this guy. That's what I'm saying. This is like the last chance for Alistair Black. I've mentioned that plenty of times. But this, this heel turn is his last chance, and WWE is squandering it. They're squandering his heel turn right here. Like, oh my god. Seriously. How can, you, how can you not use this guy correctly? You did an NXT. I know mostly Vince doesn't have that control in NXT. Mostly it's Triple H that's the control. I know Vince gets the last say, but Triple H has more of that control. It's The main roster's different. Triple H is not there with a lot of control. He can give ideas, but it's, it's, uh, it's like Vince's call the whole way. That's what it is. You know, they continue to use Alistair like a joke. Other than when he teamed with Ricochet, and he had a good run with Ricochet, and then he had great matches with Cesaro and Murphy, and then AJ, and then after the match with AJ at uh, Elimination Chamber, he's done absolutely nothing. They've done nothing with him. They haven't put him in any title pictures yet. I just don't get it. What, they don't see him as a, as a champion? He was a champion in NXT. He was the NXT champion. He had a great run in NXT as, as the NXT champion. An amazing one. I just don't get it. I'm like, oh my god, here. How can you not use this guy correctly? How 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 are you squandering this guy right here? How are you ruining this guy's career? Seriously, this could he could have been the next megastar in the WWE, Alistair Black, a hundred percent. But you're ruining him day by day. It really is a shame. It really is. So then uh, we had a triple threat match. This is the worst match of the night right here. Triple threat match for the 24-7 championship. R-Truth defeating Drew Gulak and Akira Tezawa. This match was so terrible. And, they, and Vince McMahon said a couple SmackDowns ago, it was the recent SmackDown, or a couple SmackDowns ago, I think it was like two SmackDowns ago, when Cesaro and Grand Mental League wrestled one-on-one, -on -one, he wanted to end the match during the commercial because it was bad. But yet, this match wasn't bad? You thought this match was good or something? I swear to God, if someone if someone finds out that Vince said this was a good match, what the hell are you smoking? What What is wrong with you? Like, seriously, this match was so terrible. It was so dumb. It didn't deserve to be on TV. This match should have been during, like, a commercial break. It should not have been on TV. And then you could say, oh, we're back on Raw. This one happened during the commercial. We actually had a match. That match was so dumb. It was a waste of time. You wasted so many other people's times right there. It was so terrible. It was so terrible. R-Truth is still a 24-7 champion 41 times. But this was so stupid. It was so stupid. It wasn't entertaining. 
It was stupid. Plain and fucking stupid. I mean, come on. <sighs> Alright, so after Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, like I mentioned, they said they're a tag team and they're coming after the tag team championships, the women's tag team championships. We see uh, Murphy, Russell, Dominic Mysterio. And overall... Overall, this match was really good. This was another great match. This was another great match. It really was. You know, um... You know, Murphy's one of the most talented wrestlers in the company. Dominic Mysterio, you know, at a young age of 23, not having any wrestling experience at all. He's been, been trained, obviously, but his first match at SummerSlam with Seth Rollins was a banger, and every other match he's had has been a banger, including this one. It's just... A stupid ending right here. So Murphy got the win after Aaliyah distracted Dominic Mysterio because Dominic Mysterio grabbed the kendo stick and Aaliyah came out. And then right as Murphy was saying, like, uh, I forgot what he was like, trying to say. Like, you know, I'm not like Seth. I think he said something like that. I'm not like Seth, I believe he was saying. Uh, I think he said something like that. And then right as Dominic turns around, Murphy rolled him up, beat him one, two, three. I mean, I don't think he got the three count. I think they were just trying to get the match off TV. But it's whatever. Murphy gets the win. And then we saw after the match right there, Dominic um, says Rey Mysterio was right about Murphy. Well, not right about Murphy. No, he was right about Murphy, but he also said he agreed with Rey Mysterio said about Aaliyah being naive. And then Aaliyah smacked smacked Dominic and walked right away. And I was like, this is really going to continue for, like, another few more weeks, right? So stupid. But it was another great match. It got ruined by a dumb finish. All right, well, later, well then, next match right here, the six-man tag. Mustafa Ali, Apollo Cruz, and Ricochet facing the Hurt Business. We know early on in the show, we saw Mustafa Ali leaving the Hurt Business locker room and say, oh, I got lost and everything. Like, maybe they're teasing on Mustafa Ali joining them. And then eventually the match gets set up right there. That was actually pretty interesting, to be honest. I was like, hmm, maybe Mustafa Ali wants to join? Like, that would be really cool. That'd be that'd be cool to see. But this was uh, definitely one of the best matches of the night, if not the best match of the night. It was a great six-man tag with Mustafa Ali and Apollo Crews and Ricochet beating the Hurt Business. It was a big win for those three guys. You know, I really talked about... Um, I talked about here, like, I posted, like, on my Facebook, and I said I hope Mustafa Ali gets a chance at the United States Championship against Bobby Lashley. Because we got Survivor Series coming up in uh, November, and Sami Zayn's the Intercontinental Champion. If you make Mustafa Ali the United States Champion, just imagine that match right there. That's that's potentially a five-star match at their best right there. Sami Zayn and Mustafa Ali. Just imagine that. I don't, I don't think they want to do Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. We want to do that whole feud again. Like Remember that? when That feud was so stupid. Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Like, Sami Zayn brought in... Bobby Lashley's quote-unquote sisters. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is this crap? Like, really? Oh, my God. So stupid. But a great six-man tag team match. It was really good. It was nice to see uh, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Apollo Crews get the win. And the next we saw a vintage shown for Bianca Belair. I was like, what does this, like, prove? Okay, she's fast, and she can jump hurdles. Like, okay... Um, is she going to wrestle or is she going to keep doing this every single week? It's like the same thing with the woman, the woman on SmackDown, which is going to be called Mella, like the mystery woman. 
like, okay, is this woman going to wrestle? Or is he going to keep showing videos every single week? Because it just gets ridiculous after a while. It's like, okay, can can they wrestle? Like, can we have a wrestling match, please? Uh, whatever. But next we get to our main event right here with Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship. I forgot to mention, he announced uh, after Randy Orton left the building that he wants to put his WWE Championship on the line. Because, you know, he didn't, too, he didn't feel too good from last night. But he says, you know what, I'm going to be a fighting champion. I want to put my title on the line. And I'm going to face someone who hasn't faced me yet for the WWE, for the WWE Championship. And then we see when Drew McIntyre gets to the ring, you know, he's talking, you know, he's waiting. He's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just talk for 10 minutes. It was pretty funny. And then Dolph Ziggler comes out. I'm thinking, okay, why is Ziggler coming out? But then I remember, you know, why Ziggler is coming out. I was thinking, yeah, he's not going to get a title shot. He's already had an opportunity. And then he says, you're going to like this. It is a glorious day because Robert Rue, the glorious one, is back. About time. It's about time Robert Roode is back right now. He's been on hiatus for a while now. It's about time. And this was a really good WWE Championship match. Because I remember the match they had back at NXT in 2017 when Drew McIntyre won the NXT Championship from Bobby Roode at the time. Now he's Robert Roode, you know. And that match was great. And this was a really good match on Raw with Drew McIntyre retaining the WWE Championship. I thought Roode was like, he was really close to win the title. When he hit the glorious DDT, I really thought it was over. Imagine they would have done that. Imagine they would have gave Rude the title just like that. It would have been crazy. That would have been so unexpected. It would have been crazy to see that. The whole internet probably would have exploded if Robert Rude would have won the WWE title last night. I would have too. And I love Robert Rude. <laughs> but it was a great match, though. It was a really good match between Drew and uh, between. Drew McIntyre and Robert Roode, they didn't fail to disappoint at all. It was a really good match. I enjoyed it. You know, Raw, like I mentioned, was okay. It was okay. It had good matches. Just a couple, you know, bad finishes. That's why I said it was only okay. I didn't say it was good. But after the match, we see uh, the janitor. A janitor backstage, quote-unquote janitor. Takes off his hood. You know who it is. It's Randy Orton. And then you see the, the Legends Lounge that has Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Christian, the big show in. And then Randy Orton goes right in, puts on the night vision goggles, turns off the light, and he beats the hell out of all four of them. You know, you don't see it, obviously, because it's in the dark. And then he turns on the light, and they're all beaten up right there. And then right as Randy Orton leaves, and you see the referees going in right there. Randy Orton, like, turns around, and he, like, points all that way. You're there, over there. I'm like... Did the referees not see Randy Orton? Like, what the hell, really? You didn't know that was him? Like, what? That was so stupid. That was like, that was a stupid ending in a way. Like, he was he pointed to the room like, oh, yeah, 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 that, over there. But they didn't know it was him? That was so, that was dumb, though. That was pretty dumb. But, you know, overall, guys, Raw was okay. We'll see how Dynamite is uh, tomorrow. And same with SmackDown on Friday. You know, to those who watched Raw last night, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of me reviewing it. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon when I do my NFL 2020 season week four predictions. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon. Talk to you then.